What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Yes Ma'am. I wanted to let you guys know what book I'm currently reading. I have been so into the book called Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty. And I love him. He's a very intelligent man. I just love the way he speaks in general too. (laughs) But anyways, it's been such a good book. It's really about how to, even if like you're single, if you're in a relationship, married, if you're thinking about breaking up with your person, you need to read this book. I feel like it's a lot of like self-love and self-care in a way, but also how friendships outside of your relationship are so important and just to give you a little bit of insight, I'm going to read a little part of it. And it says, we've been trained to look for a better half or someone to complete us. Does that make us the worst half? Does it mean we're incomplete without a partner? Even if those phrases are said lightheartedly, they set us up for dependency on someone else that can never truly be fulfilled. We look to our partner essentially saying, I'm bored, entertain me, t- I'm tired, energize me, I'm angry, make me laugh, I'm frustrated, comfort me, I'm happy, cheer me up. We treat our partners like human Advil, looking for them for instant relief. And I just thought that was such a good example of my last relationship. And I'm like, okay, like I fucking did that. We did that to each other quite a bit. And it's like solely relying on this one person And I feel like that's why I felt so much pressure in that relationship because like I was their person and that was my person and we literally relied on each other for everything and it was exhausting. And I, I did have, I mean, I do have friends and I did have friends at the time, but not like close friendships, many close friendships. So I could look to those friendships for something or like rely on them for that one thing, you know? It goes more in depth. I'm not going to get too into it, but it's just really good and it's eye-opening as well. So I think it's just everyone should read it. So what have I been up to? February was a very hard month. February 13th was my mom's birthday. And the days leading up to her birthday were even harder for everyone in my family. One, because we knew what was coming and what reality was hitting us. Super Bowl Sunday was the day before her birthday. We all decided to get together to watch the game, but also come together to celebrate her birthday. My sister Monica had the idea for everyone to write her a message on a balloon and release them for my mom in hopes she'd receive her messages. It it was such a beautiful moment for my family and I something that my dad and I mentioned is that that the loss of our mom is a terrible thing to have bonded over but it has kept us close and that is also a beautiful thing no one knows the pain and anguish we feel but us my mom only ever wanted us to be together as a family family was the most important thing to her It was a day full of emotions on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, It's crazy no matter how beautiful that moment was. Us really seeing her balloons. It was a terrible day. We all immensely felt her non-existence. 
the following day on her birthday, we all gathered and sang happy birthday. Something I've realized that makes this pain so much worse is seeing the people I love, how they're affected. I'm an empath. I naturally feel everyone else's feelings. We were all broken. Singing to someone who was not physically present. When I noticed my eight-year-old niece came to the same realization, my sadness was amplified times a hundred. As I've mentioned in my previous episodes, my mom and I had a very close bond spiritually. And the rest of my family thought we were a little crazy. As most of you have listened to her story, my mom had a lot of unanswered questions from her past. Information her grandma would know. And so in 2021, I gifted her a reading for her birthday with the cowboy psychic Steve Spur. That's quite a possibility. Okay. I think he was. Had you taken a 23andMe test or, a, or a, one of those tests to see? I ha- I, there's no living relatives that I know of of him because I'm not sure who he is. Right. I did the, an ancestral uh, a blood work done. Okay. I haven't done the 21 and me. My, my, my newfound aunts that we just relocated, they've done it. Okay. Is she, is she Hispanic or is she... She's Caucasian. She's Caucasian. Everyone on my, on my, on my grandmother's side is Caucasian. Okay. Listening to that recording gets me emotional just because she hadn't done that 23andMe test yet, but my siblings had gifted it to her, and that is how her niece on her dad's side found her, and she found out who her dad was. And it's crazy because in that audio, he tells her someone is on his side, some like a sister, someone close to him, a female, was going to reach out to her, and that's what happened. such a great reading and got so much validation that her granny was with her as did I. I used to tell my mom all the time I always felt like I had some weird connection to her granny and her family. I also think it's because I was the only one who was really curious about them and what happened and I I still see blue jays to this day. 
I'll never forget in 2020, I was going through a lot of personal things, struggling. I'd often ask certain questions in my head, subconsciously knowing the answer was no. I'd always see a blue jay, never failed. Specifically, there was this one time I was sitting in my old studio in my makeup chair. And for any of you who visited my old studio, you remember my makeup station was in front of the lobby area as soon as you walked through the door. My old studio was a little hidden office warehouse lot with a big tree right in front of it and almost covering like my business sign in front of my door. As I sat contemplating, crying, I looked up and saw a fucking blue jay looking at me right at my door. I shit you not. And this was before I gifted my mom this reading. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant or what the answer was, but I now know the Blue Jays are guiding me. And I told my mom, I think that's your granny. I now have to think that's also my mom. For my mom's birthday this year, I decided to gift myself a reading with Steve Spur. I'm not really sure what I was expecting from the reading, as I know my mom is with me. I feel her. Her presence has never left me. I know it. I think the reason I booked it is because I just longed to talk to her. I wanted to have a conversation with her where she says something back. But readings with mediums don't work that way. I wanted her to validate that she's seen my sister get a new puppy, that I keep her picture on my keychain, that she sees my dad struggling, that she's with us when we cry, things like that. It didn't pan out entirely how I imagined. Not to say it wasn't good because there were things that he did validate. There were some things that he mentioned that only we would know, for instance, that she was with our old dog, Cookie. It was our first family dog. She was like 14 years old when she died. My mom loved her. She was such a good dog. He also mentioned our current dog, or her current dog, uh, Kobe. He's an annoying-ass little dog. <laughs> but he mentioned Kobe sees her. That if it looks like he's looking around, wagging his tail, he sees her. Super Bowl Sunday, day before her birthday, I went to her room trying to smell everything in her room to smell her scent. The room itself smells like her, but her things did not. I sat in her room for a good 15 minutes. I begged her to flicker the lights, do something to show me she's with me. Nothing. Oh, and she's trying to blink lights, by the way. She's going to get her electrician's license. So she says she's going to blink lights everywhere there's a light bulb for you. Okay? <laughs> okay. It's funny I've asked her that. Okay. It takes a while to learn it, though. It takes a lot of energy to do it. But but, but, but as much as good as she's coming through now, she's going to pick it up quick. Bathroom, living room, bedroom, lamps, you name it. Okay? Okay. Just a little quick on and off, or maybe two of them. That's an I love you. Okay. So, since living back with my sister, my bedroom light has been out 
and I use my vanity to light up my room. That same very fucking night, my light turns on. I freak the fuck out because this damn light has been out for like eight months because I've been too lazy to change it and it stayed on. For some reason, I flipped, I switched it on and it turned on. A couple days later, I get home late. As I'm getting out of my car, I notice the neighbor across the street is outside getting something from his truck, doing something outside. I don't fucking know, but it's like every time I notice he notices me, he lingers outside. And long story short, I strongly believe he's a peeping Tom. I'm super uncomfortable. I even hesitate to move, but I'm already outside of my car. I'm still for a moment and just focus on avoiding looking in his direction. And I scurry to the front door. I'm panicked. I go to my room, flip on the light without thinking again. It stays on for like five seconds. Flickers then turns off. It hasn't turned on since. I, again, I, I believe that was my mom letting me know that she was with me when I was scared. Another instance, a weekend after her birthday, I left my nephew's birthday party a little early. I'm still emotional. I'm crying on my way home pretty intensely. It's dark. And two lights on the fucking highway flicker. I look back in my rear view to double check. Are they on? Am I imagining things? And I noticed that the lights were already out. Like they were out. They flickered when I passed by. And they turned back off. Y'all may think I'm fucking crazy, but they are signs. I know it. Hey, mom's saying you're pretty intuitive yourself, okay? So <laughs> whenever you want to get, whenever you want to tell somebody, the easiest way to do it is like, you know, I had a dream about you doing this. Or I had a dream, you know, whenever you're kind of getting something about somebody. So that way, mm -hmm. don't freak them out. I feel like I've always been pretty intuitive. I've guessed a handful of times my friends are pregnant due to dreams I've had. I can be thinking of something and literally something happens right after. It's like the smallest things. Like, damn, I think I'm going to need this pin when I head out of my office. And then I'm out and about and someone else might need it. It might sound stupid, but things like that happen to me a lot. Another example, um... A few weeks back, I promised my niece I'd take her to get a haircut. She's super into the 90s layers trend, and her mom kind of fucked up her hair. <laughs> so I told her, don't worry. Thea's going to take care of you. I'm going to make you an appointment. I scheduled with a girl that I know, um, and it was scheduled on a Saturday, which are my busiest work days. Why did I do that? Because my niece wanted a fucking haircut, and I made a promise. <laughs> I made the appointment at 4 p.m. because that was the latest and soon as she could. My sister brings my niece to my job so I can take her as soon as I'm done with my last client. And guess what fucking happens? The stylist cancels on me last minute because of a family emergency. And I'm like, fuck, my niece is here already. Like, she's going to be so disappointed if I don't take her to get a haircut. My sister bought her for nothing. Being the Thea that I am, I can't let that happen. So I reach out to a friend Erica and her mom used to do my hair and she owns a salon not far from my spa and she typically takes walk-ins. I reach out not really thinking or realizing this woman did my mom's hair. 
when I get there, I had a feeling my friend's mom already knew she passed because she's my friend's mom. I figured she told her since my mom would go to her so often and they knew each other fairly well. I get there and she's washing my niece's hair and my friend's mom asked me if she could give me a hug. Which isn't weird. Several people have done this to me. I feel like people do this because there are no words, but they want to give something to show they feel for me. And I unexpectedly start crying. Which is the first and only time that's happened. Um, I get myself together and with tears still in my eyes, I'm telling my niece, like, this is where Nana used to come to get her hair done all the time. To which my friend's mom says, it feels like she was here just last week. My niece opens up to me saying, I had a dream about Nana. She hadn't mentioned this this whole time. She said she had a dream that they were at Disney and she appeared out of nowhere and told her she had to leave but loved her. Emotions took over and we're both sobbing. My friend's mom even had to step away, assuming to give us a moment and so she wouldn't sob with us. I wanted to ask her more questions, but I didn't want to spend the next 30 minutes crying in my friend's mom's hair salon. So when we leave, we get in the car, and as we're on our way to my parents' house so I can meet my sister to drop off Aaliyah, my niece, I ask her again, so what happened in your dream? She said it started off scary that she was at Disney with her Tia Gabby and best friend Amy, like if they were running away from something. And all of a sudden, her Nana appears. Aaliyah is scared and runs to her Nana. My mom tells Aaliyah that she loves her. And Aaliyah replies, I love you too. And my mom tells her that she has to leave. To which Aaliyah replies, I don't want you to leave. And my mom says, I'm never going to leave you. I'll see you later. And she cried out, saying it felt like a nightmare. And sobbing and surprised she said that, I reassure her, like, baby, that wasn't a nightmare, I promise. That was Nana telling you she loves you and she's never going to leave you. That was her. She replies that it just makes her so sad every time she goes to her house and she doesn't see her sitting in her chair or in the kitchen cooking something for her. It was then I realized that this little girl is feeling exactly how we're all feeling. We all feel sadness when going to my parents because we no longer see her. We no longer see her doing things that she usually does. Aaliyah and I are super close. She's like my first baby. She's like my child. She's typically very open with me and her mom. She's had She had several chances to mention her dream earlier that day. I asked her why she hadn't said anything, and she said because she felt nervous, because she knows her mom is super sad and didn't want to bring it up. I tell my sister about it, to which they had their own personal conversation about, about it after she picked her up. And it just goes to show how much children feel. My niece is 11. 
she feels what I feel. And my job as her tia is to reassure it's okay to talk about Nana, even if it makes us sad. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay not to be okay. We're always going to miss her. We're always going to remember her. We're only going to learn how to navigate the pain, creating a new normal without the one we love most. Time does not heal this kind of loss. It never will. And if you are someone dealing with someone else that is grieving their loved one and you don't know what to say, please don't say that. Time does not heal. I think another thing that gets me is when people bring up God. I'm sorry, but I don't want to fucking hear it. I really don't. And I, I'm not a religious person. I do believe in God. But to say that, you know, God does things for a reason or God is doing this to teach it or like, you know, it. I don't want to fucking hear it or like turn to God. He's going to help you. Like, first of all, God took her from me. Why would God do this to me? Why would he take someone, a rock, why would he take her and put us through indescribable sadness? Like, does he see my dad right now? Does he see how much pain my dad is? Why hasn't he taken away that pain? And why didn't he take away the pain when my mom was asking him to? Hmm? So, please don't bring up God. That's not how I grew up. And that's not how I'm going to get through this. I have to find my own way to take care of myself. I have to find it in me, not God. If I had not taken Aaliyah to my friend's mom, I probably never would have heard her dream. She probably would have kept that to herself to not create sadness. I felt closer to her in that moment than I ever have over the same pain we share. And that is something all my siblings, dad, and I also share. So if you are someone who has lost someone and you are thinking about getting a reading and you're as spiritual as I am, or even if you're not, do it. I feel like I almost got more from my mom's reading than I did my own just because it's like I already know my mom's with me. Maybe even if you're a little skeptical and you want like that reassurance, that validation, do a reading. I already knew it. And so maybe that's why I felt like I didn't get everything I wanted from it because I already know. I didn't feel the fulfillment I wanted because I already had it. What I actually wanted was to physically see and hear her. But that's impossible. It's like I was so desperate. I'm still am so desperate 
to just feel her. And the only way I feel her is in my dreams. And I dream about her so often and I'm so grateful I, I dream about her so often. Because I don't know what I, I don't know where I would be, to be honest, if I wasn't dreaming about her because it, it they feel so real. I literally feel what her skin used to feel like. My mom and I were so close. All of my siblings and everyone, we were so close. And nothing will ever fulfill me the way my mom did. It's like people who have lost their parents, they know exactly what I'm talking about. They know that that hole in your heart is never going to be filled up again. I don't know how we still function, but we do it. And that's all I can continue doing. If you are someone that has your parents, you have both of them, close or not, appreciate them. You won't regret it. Show them you love them. Anyone, all your loved ones, show them you love them. And I'm so glad I don't have that regret of not showing her. Because I showed her every chance I could. That regret is not something you would want to live with the rest of your life. And I'm so glad I don't have that on my shoulders. My good friend Ashley, her mom doesn't live in Texas and shortly after my mom passed she posted on her Instagram story when her mom got in town and her kids and herself and her siblings running towards her mom and just embracing her and it was so there was so much love it was such a beautiful thing and it made me cry and I responded to her because it was, it was so beautiful. And her response was that she felt so guilty because of me. And the thing is, it's like not an ounce of jealousy went through me. It's like, of course, I miss, it made me miss my mom more. But it makes me feel good that people are embracing their parents. That's what you should do. Repair whatever relationship you need to repair, if it's worth it, if it's healthy for you, if it's good for both of you. People need people. Thank you guys for listening.